rather get blipped or staying glued to your seat across the multiverse or across the street. It's MCU on repeat. Is, is everybody okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you usually start off the phase zero, so that's oh, why I, I didn't do? say anything. Oh, I do? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, that's all. It won't make it in the final cut, but that was 20 seconds of dead air. Dude, I was like, what the fuck is going on? I don't know what is happening. Okay, okay. I'll, let me I'm, Here myself. I am trying not to step on your toes for once, and then you just go and let's fuck it up. You, you got to remind me, because every time, every time we do a phase zero, this happens. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, it is me. <laughs> All right. Let me, let me just chill out and try not to laugh. Oh, you're good. You're myself. good. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Phase Zero on MCU on repeat. This is a uh, initial uh, the, the 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 podcast for things that are brand new. She Hulk happens to be that thing, uh, and I am joined again with my co-host Blaine. But we have two special guests. Uh, Blaine, if you want to introduce your guest, and I'll introduce mine. This week, I have my lovely DCEU on repeat co-host and girlfriend, Grace, with us. Hello. Hi, Grace. <laughs> Hi. And Ty, you have somebody. Yes, I do. I have my lovely wife of a lot of years uh, <laughs> sitting across from me right now. Uh, this is Kaylee. Kaylee, say hi. Hi. She, yeah, it's been a long, a lot of years with yeah, you. She's Woo! gone. And she's done a lot of podcast stuff with me. Uh, yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> a lot of different types. <laughs> but like I said, today we are doing She-Hulk. And we typically like to do these episodes more on a positive note. Um, Blaine, I know you're highly positive with this show. So I think two things we need to get Fuck out of yeah, the way. yeah, I am. Your, your ranking, where it's at, and then tell us how you feel about the show. So you want my ranking first, right? Yes. Is that what you just said? Okay, cool. Uh, it's number one. Ooh. It's number one on my ranking, baby. That's crazy. It beat out the Amazing Spider-Man. Damn. Wow. That, that trust me, dude. I know. That's some crazy stuff. How do you like tell tell us what you love so much about the show, man? So I'm like a really big Hulk fan, as you so remember when I we did our Incredible Hulk episode. That is by far probably my favorite Phase One MCU film. I love all the callbacks that they had. I love the references. I love that we're finally getting uh, Tatiana Maslany as She-Hulk. She is gorgeous. She's beautiful. And she's a, a fantastic actress. I love everything she did with the character. Um, I think the writing um, is, in my opinion, the writing is really good. Um, it's what I think Deadpool should have been. Um, and I like the Deadpool movies, so... I don't know. Like, I think the fourth wall breaks are good. They're not like every 20 seconds. They, I think the 30 minute episodes of pop is really good. I love how it called out every social media, uh, negative comment that female led comic book characters get. And, uh, they called them out as they were happening. So like, I think that's amazing. Yeah, I think that's really uh, I. You know, it's funny because MCU has such a good hindsight about them. Like when they do do stuff like that, <laughs> like it's always on cue by accident or on purpose. Uh, yeah, that's that shit's really good. Grace, are you more positive or negative about it? Oh, I'm definitely more positive. I loved the show. Um, I I 
thought it was uh, kind of refreshing to have something in the MCU uh, that took itself a little less seriously. Uh, obviously, Thor didn't, uh, but I feel like since Endgame, there's just been a lot of uh, darker tone stuff, and that's fine. I just, for the show, I thought it was great to see, and then all the points Blaine made about, you know, female power and all that stuff. It was, I loved it. It was funny. It was heartfelt and uh, enjoyable to watch. So, you know, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do like uh, that the MCU is not taking itself seriously. It's just diving into like the metaverse because the, like the multiverse is becoming so prominent. They're like, let's just turn this into some meta. I'm curious to see like, like what they're going to do with like Deadpool in the MCU as well. Cause this kind of opened up a can of worms where I'm like, Oh, okay. That's going to be interesting. So see, I think, and as much as I wish they wouldn't have, I think they were using She-Hulk as like a doorway for Deadpool in the MCU. Because I know, I know way back when, when Bob Iger was president and CEO of uh, Disney and everything, he had said that Deadpool wasn't, gonna change and i mean it's ryan reynolds so like i i'm pretty sure he would have went i want this or i'm not gonna do it even though i really love the character um he wanted the more creative control with when deadpool 2 happened that's why um the director i can't remember his name it's tim tim miller i think it was for the first movie he uh he didn't come back for the second one because Ryan Reynolds wanted more creative control over the character of Deadpool and they were, they weren't seeing eye to eye, I guess. So, um, as much as I don't like that, she Hulk was probably used as a backdoor quote unquote pilot for Deadpool. Um, they did the same thing for Moon Knight to get Daredevil, his show back. So, and also, I, you know, far from home, like six, one, six. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. They, yeah, they always do this. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the opening of Daredevil was Kevin literally opening a door for Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. Like, like I would not be surprised. Like, Kevin, is, I think he's going to make a return at some point or oh, another. Yeah. Don't make reference. So Okay. Okay. Positives. Okay. Kaylee, you're going to start this off as my, as my lovely wife, the person who has all of my thoughts in her head 24-7. <laughs> Kaylee. Take it away. Your thoughts on She-Hulk. I mean, I'm about to be a Debbie Downer, if we're being completely honest. Oh, boo. I mean, I was not a fan of it at all. Um, I didn't really I didn't really see it as female empowerment. I saw it more so, let's talk. I know, and people are going to hate me, and I don't give a shit. Um, Jesus. I don't, I don't care. I mean, the last episode. <laughs> um, you just, you need more coffee. I need more <laughs> a lot in my life. Um, but no, the last episode, not the last episode, I guess it's the second to last episode where, um, um, uh, the Hulk King does his initial like massive fuck you to her, um, at the award ceremony that, I mean, all that really did was show, yeah, women get mad. This is what happens if they would have, you know, big, massive powers. Oh, a woman, showing her emotions let's just destroy the whole thing and then all of a sudden she's a big uh issue for everybody like if that would have been bruce banner doing it they'd been like oh it's just bruce it's just him being the hulk but since it's a woman doing it oh let's go in now and let's lock her up see i made the the comparison that 
you know, for for the longest time and a while ago, um, there was a hacker that like leaked a bunch of sensitive photos on certain female actresses. And I thought it was almost like a deep correlation with that because once they leaked sensitive like photos and material of certain women, then the internet kind of uproared and started slut shaming those women. So I felt like it was akin to that more so. I mean, that always happens in society. You know, you think um, back to when we were in high school and some girls photos got sent around like, Nobody said anything about the guy that sent it around. No, everything was about the girl who, you know, I don't. You no, know, I want. I want to. I want to go off of what you're saying, Kaylee, because like, I, I'm going to speak for you, Grace, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. I think that was our one negative with the show is that episode when. Why? Why slut shame? Yeah, no, I was irritated. Yeah, that was the that was a that was a part I that we were irritated with the show. Um, I. I thought that with everything they had been doing so far to already show, like, her struggles as a female lawyer, female superhero lawyer and everything, I didn't think it was necessary for her final downfall to be, like, being slut-shamed. I was like, Captain America never would have gotten Mm slut-shamed. That never would have been a big scandal for him. I guess that, I don't know if that was, like, what they were trying to get at, but I was just like, I agree. That was just, that plot line just didn't feel necessary at all and i feel like like the whole show they they were kind of going at like certain instances where there's a double standard like for example captain america fox but like at the same time i feel like the show does all of these things but it doesn't go far enough like how far like are you supposed to go are you supposed to call out like incel douchebags on the internet are you supposed to be making a commentary about how slut shaming and these things are bad like it's not retroactively in my mind doing enough to substantiate that. Like it, it should go further and it, it didn't go as far as I wanted it to like the finale. I was hoping it would like go as far as it needed to. And it just, it just didn't for me personally. And I I feel like the, the show as a whole, it didn't focus in on she Hulk or on Jennifer Walters as much. It focused more in on, um, the intelligentsia stuff, like uh, a commentary on how most of the negative viewpoints on the MCU come from, uh, uh, what's the phrase? Um, uh, misogynistic white guys on the internet. Um, and you know, that's what the last few episodes entailed. Um, it went into, um, good God, I'm, I'm brain (laughs) farting right now, but like it wasn't, the the whole idea of the show was supposed to be a legal comedy. I whenever I think of like something on the legal aspect of shows, I think of um oh my god, no coffee. Um would you like some more? Fuck, what was it called? Daredevil? Uh no, well yes, Daredevil, but the show I talked about earlier, um How to Get Away with Murder, like where it actually goes in depth of uh how are we going to solve this case, things like that. And then it wasn't the comedy aspect of it was not really that funny to me. <laughs> I, I akin to like new girl without Zoe Deschanel. Like that's kind of what it felt like to me. Like there was no like Nick Miller there. Like I think, you know, and of course like Blaine, we've talked about like my circumstances with humor where I'm like, I love Taika Waititi. Um, I know. <laughs> but at the same time, like <laughs> there, there wasn't enough in the show that like made me go. Yes. Or like root for Jen. I rooted for Jen as a woman. 
of course. That's something you should always do in this type of medium. But at the same time, I never rooted for Jin necessarily as a superhero. I thought the show had a very linear, even though it wasn't as linear as like most people are making it out to be, a very linear path forward that almost went somewhat like nowhere. And I I felt like the best episode was when she was sitting down with the Milblonsky and and Manbull. and uh, 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 what is his name uh, Matador guy Matador. Uh, I actually did take a couple of Matador classes. Come on, man! Like I thought that was like the best episode because we really got down to Jen and all that stuff. And then we get like her connection with Matt Murdock and how they're two unusual people coming together and they totally smash and it's this wonderful thing and i'm thinking of the finale i'm like how are they going to do the finale and like how are they going to really bring jen's character together and they did what they did which a lot of people love and i don't necessarily have a problem with but jen sits there talking to kevin about how she wants a more substantiated like character driven um finale and then it basically cuts from kevin and then it's kind of over at that point and that's like also a critique with these shows as well as some of the star Wars shows, like the runtime, like I can't stand the runtime. You're asking me to do too much. You're asking me to get invested in Jen and this world and the comedy and the aspects of it. But I don't think 30 minutes is a long enough time. Like I don't, maybe the six episode hour long format that has been criticized for the most part, which I completely understand because the writing has not, they're writing it like a movie and then breaking up into six parts, which I think is stupid. Um, but at the same time, I don't feel like this is somehow more congruent from the other shows or actually did enough to substantiate nine episodes, really. And I think Jen's doing her best when she's around weird circumstances and other superheroes. And I'm super excited to see her in Captain America because she bounces off other characters so well. I just think when it's Jen by herself, they have a really tough issue struggling with the idea of uh, a woman in law but she's also she hulk and how that affects women in society but of course i'm a man talking about it so like my like my views limited but that's just personally how i felt kind of about it no i i i, I get what you're saying i uh, i don't know man like i think this show did a lot more nine episodes than I, I'm going to compare it to another show that I and I absolutely love, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like they, it's yeah, like you said, it's they're taking a movie idea, I guess, and you're you're breaking it up. But I feel like they're doing more. Would we be having the same conversation if this were a movie? Because like you're you're comparing what nine? That's thirty minutes a piece. Talking almost what a five almost a five hour movie idea would we be having the same conversation if this were a two-hour film see and i don't i don't think so i really well personally me i don't think so i think we'd be saying it be even more rushed like i i don't i don't like the idea of marvel just pitching out all these shows all at once and everything i'm i'm getting really tired of the the four shows and then one movie but like I'm saying the same thing about Star Wars. I'm getting really sick of seeing six different TV shows, and we haven't seen a Star Star Wars movie since 2019. So, like... Boo. I want to see a Star Wars movie. I'm sick of shows, man. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's a theatrical experience. So, like... 
I don't think we'd be having the same. I don't think the conversation would be the exact same. I think we'd be more critical if they were to make this a two, two and a half hour film. I think we'd be more critical than we are right now. But like, I, I, I disagree. I think Jen as a leading woman is more of a character and more fleshed out than we've seen of characters who have been around since the early days of the MCU. And I think they did a really good job on fleshing her out and giving her an actual character. They're not, she's not overly, she's critiquing the over-sexualization of female superheroes. She's not Black Widow in a leather outfit that you can hear the leather squeak in the Avengers. She's She-Hulk. She's got a spandex suit. She's not, like, her, her tits aren't hanging out. Her ass isn't hanging out. And it's not, squeaking every time she takes four steps so that's where i'm at and i see where you're i see what you're saying but that's where that's where i'm feeling and i think like ultimately now this is like me critiquing the mcu and how they're handling their shows because i just don't think there's enough here to substantiate like if i'm comparing for example jen to layla and the moon knight i love layla far more because i feel like they did more with her to substantiate her character. There was more in one scene between her and I forgot the dude's name. Um, uh, old Ethan Hawke um, in one scene. Then I felt like they did a lot with her character in all these episodes. And I feel like it was pretty just plotless and it was just, it was just meandering. Go ahead. I would have to disagree with your statement. Really? Yes. And I kind of agree with Blaine in the sense that they have given, they gave um, Jen a whole lot more of a character. And me as a 20, 27, am I 27? I think I'm 27. I don't know. Um, An older (laughs) uh, 20 year old. Um, (laughs) uh, But I, I, anyway, I related more with Jen. Um, as a person than I have with pretty much any other character in the MCU because it gets, um, just going to work every day gets very monotonous. The, the, your family saying the same crap over and over and over again gets monotonous. And you're just like, Oh my gosh, like when is something exciting going to happen? And whenever she does get these powers, she's like, okay, I can, I can be a different person. I can be the person that I want to be. And so, me as a older 20 something woman, I was like, yeah, like when, when is something like that? That's so exciting going to happen. Like when can I be the person that I want to be? No. And that makes sense. Like where, like, suppose I'm, I, uh, of course a man, uh, um, uh, am attached more so to like Oscar Isaac's character in the moon Knight, where, Every single day is the same thing. Plus, I don't know what's going on ever, and I never know what day it is or, like, things like that. That's a mental health issue. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh at my mental health. I but... mean, I got the same. <laughs> I mean, kind of. You kind of do. Um, but, like, I- I'll go off of that. Like, I think they normalize Jen in such a way that isn't comparable to any other MCU character. Like, normalized her normalized women in the MCU normalize their like living like statements and how they live their lives and the struggles they face every day that whatsoever. I'm not contesting because like I initially said that this does a great job at portraying women and their everyday struggles in the MCU. But again, I do feel like as a character, as she Hulk, they have a hard time maintaining that balance. 
and I don't feel like there's anything here that attaches me to her character more so than Layla and the Moon Knight, which is a woman who lost her father and has no idea what's going on. And she can't be a superhero because she's a woman, you know, and all these things. And when she does get power, like, she does it to help people. And, like, of course, there's there's a fundamental difference between the things, and I'm sure y'all can riff off me. But at the same time, I hate comparing women in the MCU because it's just not something we should be doing. I mean, when do we compare men in the MCU? I mean, exactly. We do it all the time. But at the same time, this is, like, a huge win for women, really. You shouldn't be comparing. But at the same time, I don't feel like the show really substantiates enough for me for a rewatch or anything like that. It's just... It just felt aimless to the point where we have Tatiana and then we have Bruce going off on his saying, oh, he has a son suddenly. Okay, fourth wall break with K-E-V-I-N about what we want in the show's finale and then not really deliver on that because of the runtime. And I just feel like the way the MCU shows are set up are kind of set up to either be all or nothing. And I don't feel like apart from maybe two shows where I feel like ah, I'm invested in this because it's it's enough world building to get me involved. I just don't think there's enough here for me to like ultimately care about what they're doing with She-Hulk. Again, I'm excited for her to be in Captain America. I can't wait though. I just want to go off and say I don't I don't think it's really fair to compare Layla to Jen. It's because Layla wasn't the main focus of Moon Knight. You're I I you're, she she was meant to be, yes, she was meant to be a superhero towards the very end. Yes, that's and I love that for a fact. Like, she's she's a really good actress. She's really good. And I'm really glad that they made her the, the Scarab, right? I think that was her superhero name. Um, yes. But I think comparing what was written as a supporting character to a leading lady isn't genuine. It's, it's not genuine, I mean. It's got to look at it from a fact of like the characters of like Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel who had her own solo film and she was the leading lady and she even Captain Marvel fought against the stereotypes of of women because like uh Jude Law kept telling her hey you got to keep your emotions in check you got to do this you got to do that I'm the man I'm telling you what you need to do and I think that's more of a fair comparison than it is to compare to a supporting character who was written as a strong woman. I think it's still pretty genuine because I'm I'm referencing the fact that she's a supporting character and I feel like she has better writing than Jen. I'm not I'm not comparing them as in like, oh, she's part-time and she's full-time. I'm just comparing them strictly on what I think was more efficient. But if I were to say for example, Wanda and WandaVision, I feel like WandaVision is written tremendously better. If I were to talk about Captain Marvel, for example, there's a couple of scenes in that that I feel like are far more efficient than these nine episodes. If I am talking about Proton, I feel like Proton, even in the small moments that we got her, she was more efficient in some of her ways, too. And again, I think it's a stro- show structure thing, and I also think some of it's the writing, but I feel like I'm pretty being pretty genuine when I'm like comparing the two, at least as far as I'm looking at it. I'm not looking at it from that perspective, per se, but... I do think that there are, and they've done a phenomenal job with women in Phase 4, but I do feel like with Jen in this show, I don't feel like they do enough, again, for me to substantiate it. Like, I don't necessarily care 
for the She-Hulk character going forward as of right now. And then, you know, if... But that that's a thing that they have done with other movies in the MCU where I watch one of their movies and I'm like, okay, I don't really care. And then you see Doctor Strange, for example, in Infinity War, and I'm like, ah, oh, this dude's fucking... This dude smashes. This is the greatest thing ever. So I'm, I'm more so looking forward to the future. Like, I didn't necessarily enjoy the show, but that's where that's coming from. Now, let's back up for a second. And sorry. And Grace, you can even... You know, tell me I'm wrong if you think I'm wrong. Um, but you brought up that you thought, Ty, you brought up that you thought. Me? Yes. You brought up that. I've said this five times now. Not the rest gone. of my coffee? No. Um, Fine. You have brought up the fact that you think they've done a good job with women in phase four so yes. far. I kind of disagree with that. What? Be- because it, to me, it's still going back to this whole She-Hulk thing where women get mad. So they, you know, um, show their anger or you have, um, the Scarlet Witch who wants her kids back so badly that she goes completely insane technically. Okay. The only woman I feel like they've done a good job with so far in phase four is Miss Marvel. What about, um, uh, Yelena and, uh, um, Hawkeye. I can't, Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. <sighs> I honestly forgot they even made a Hawkeye show until just now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like Yelena in the few scenes in Hawkeye where she's like, Kate Bishop, you're so funny. And like, Issa, Issa <laughs> Did macaroni. You just slap me? Yeah, like, that was funny to me. Um, but I'll be honest, I completely forgot that there was even a Hawkeye show. Damn. So. Grace, I know you've been quiet over there. You have some thoughts. Well, I think. Uh the trap of She-Hulk and her writing and her not feeling like a fully fleshed out character, I guess, just comes from, uh, I don't know if it's Marvel's belief that women can't hold shows on their own or whatever, but they just slammed cameos into every single episode and everybody's reactions became about, oh, Daredevil's in this episode. Oh, Wong's in this one. Oh my God, they brought Abomination back. And so like the focus is on that and it doesn't give us time to focus on her because I don't know. It feels like we're just distracted the whole time by whatever Marvel thinks is going to get people to watch that week. Um, so that and was I, my complaint, I guess. I I have that same feeling Absolutely. because that that's why I say that Miss Marvel was probably my favorite. Like who so good. who did they bring anybody else into Miss Marvel? Any other no. character? No. The only cameo they had was Brie Larson at the finale. Yeah, and all you're doing there is you're bringing in a fantastic woman character that had a movie that stood all on her own coming into a TV show with a teenage girl character that had a show all on her own. Like, to me, that's the only one that they did any justice for because they didn't try to bring Wong in. They didn't try to bring Dr. Strange in or, uh, Emil Blonsky, all of those things. So that, that's, that's where I have a problem with most of the phase four women, um, shows, movies and everything. They don't, I, I, again, I don't know if it's just like, they're scared that the numbers are going to fall or whatever. And they don't want to, I don't know how Marvel sees it because it's all money or whatever in the end. But like, I, I loved WandaVision. I didn't, I, I love Wanda, but I didn't love her as much in Multiverse of Madness. I didn't like what 
he did with the character because you like you said she went insane and it got rid of even though she has all these badass lines or whatever and she's like acting the shit out of it it doesn't matter that it erases all of the character development she had in WandaVision yeah so like it, I don't know it's just the female characters in Marvel to me feel kind of like a means to make the men in Marvel look better a lot of the time and while She-Hulk is breaking a lot of those barriers and trying to make her more her own and at the forefront, they still fall into their own trap of, like, they just don't trust that she can do it on her own, even though they're trying to prove the whole time that she can. It's really weird. And a riff off that as well, like, I absolutely agree with the cameo spiel. I feel like, like, if if she had more time all on her own, like, like for example, that therapy scene, completely unintrusive, completely introspective and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Like I absolutely love that episode. I do like, I, I think, I think Blonsky is a super interesting character because of like, kind of like in a way, Jen helps him along, but he was already in that place when she kind of found him. So it's not like she like illustrated something magnificent to Blonsky to really change his mind. And I kind of feel torn on the whole daredevil thing because it's like, ah, yes, finally she understands somebody. But at the same time, the whole episode is like, man, daredevil's back. That's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And that's all you can think about. But at the same time, it's like, wow, she finally found somebody that she's been searching for this whole show. I, yeah, I agree. It is kind of distracting. I guess also on that point, like, to me, it did feel like half of the series was about her trying to find somebody and being really yes. wrapped up in trying to find somebody. And I get that ultimately they were trying to do that so that she could get to Daredevil and it would be that big deal or whatever. But it's like, like I don't know, we watched all of Falcon and Winter Soldier and we were able to watch neither of them have sex, I think, even once. So, like, I don't know. Uh, it's I think that did also tie into the potential sexualization of she-hulk a little bit too right yes also also the fact to riff off that a little bit is like like the show is like strong and independent and powerful but at the same time she's searching for a man which is like come on like like when are we gonna get a female character that doesn't need a fucking man or any kind of relationship in her life she can just be a fucking superhero yeah and without it being like Natasha Romanoff who is she's a monster because she can't have children anymore or whatever and it's like <laughs> yeah like if you're not with somebody you're bad you're a monster. oh I can't wait for that Age of Ultron discussion now Ty <laughs> Obligatory I, fuck I, Josh hate, I hated that I bit that so plot much line. that plot line is one of the worst things Marvel has done to date <laughs> fucking Joss the sun's fuck getting God. the sun's getting real low on your oh, fertile fuck. window oh, big guy <laughs> Jesus fuck that guy I hate that fucking guy <sighs> anyway I feel like you need a whole uh, episode dedicated to fuck Joss Whedon no he does not deserve yeah. the time of <laughs> oh, day oh I can't wait for it I can't wait for it because not only do I get to shit on Joss Whedon again for Age of Ultron, I get to do it again for Justice League. Oh, God, he's everywhere. He's like a plague. Fucking <laughs> escape. You could probably I have a whole I love that I get to shit on him at least three times. The legal system's a vaccine, and that doesn't even work half the time. Come on, get us away <laughs> from this fucking guy. <sighs> <laughs> uh, 
It would have been fitting if uh, Jen prosecuted him during the show. I would have just jumped for joy <laughs> if that was the case, but no. <sighs> okay, so I re- I want to I want to kind of deviate off of this path that we're on really quick. Um, we've mentioned how, yeah, the episodes, and I first of all, I really love the fact that Twitter got pissed off. Of yeah, Daredevil's not in this episode. Daredevil's not in this episode. Why every single episode? I love that they didn't put Daredevil into the last like two or three episodes. Love that. Um, just because I wanted to see Twitter get upset. I actually looked um, at the spoilers every time to see which episode he was on, <laughs> so I was never upset. I I just love the fact that he d- wasn't brought into the last two. Um, but I want to talk about the characters that make quote unquote cameos, but they aren't from previously established stuff. Um, we get introduction to the characters of the wrecking crew. We get Mr. Immortal. We get, uh, those guys that were in the, um, yeah, we get leapfrog, uh, quote unquote, or AKA rip it and rip it. Rip it and rip it. Uh, you get, um, who else is there? You get the people who were in the Emil Blonsky, uh, therapy session. I can't. You guys said their names before, but they're forgettable. Matador, uh, Matador, Porcupine, Porcupine. And but it's not where you think. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I love that. Like, yeah, we get Wong, we get Abomination, we get Bruce, we get you know Daredevil, and all. We get like those four big names, but like they're introducing characters from the comic books that never would have made appearances in any other situation. Yeah, when they like introduced they were... Leapfrog, I was like, "What is this peacemaker? Hell yeah, give me this shit!" <laughs> I love, and I love that. I love the fact that we're getting comic book characters to expand the universe of like these people exist, but like we're not gonna dedicate like there. There's never gonna be a movie where Leapfrog is gonna be the main villain. Like that's just not gonna happen. He I mean, why appearance. the fuck not? Rip it a ribbit. <laughs> he may make an appearance in Daredevil born again but i i i don't foresee that actually happening secret I wars mean, <laughs> freaking yeah, secret wars leapfrog check. comes in he just yells rip it and rip it and then he his jet fuel explodes again kong uh, steps on him or kang sorry kang. <laughs> kong would also step on him let's be yes. real um, not in the way that but you it's think. a different universe different universe uh, but I love that. And I love that because Mr. Immortal was supposed to make an appearance. They were going to do like a new Warriors TV show before Marvel Studios got a hold of the TV rights. And Mr. Immortal was going to be in there. Um, but like we're getting him now. Like, that's cool. That's cool to me. But that wasn't the focal point of the show for me. Like, I wasn't like, oh, shit, Mr. Immortal, because I had no idea who the fuck that was. I had to look him up. I had to look up half these characters. I knew the Wrecking Crew. I knew Leapfrog. Everybody else I had to look up because I've never heard of them before. That's how low on the totem pole they are, and I love that they brought them in. Yeah, I really do love that they're, like, building the world. That's one thing I can't take away from this show to where I'm like, you know, like, Peacemaker was that show, love it or hate it. Uh, you should love it because it's so good. But, like, they brought in some obscure characters, and anytime a TV show does that going forward, I'm absolutely in love with the concept and execution already. So when the the title came up, Rip It and Rib It, I was like, what the fuck is this? And you see him just taking off and smashing into the concrete. And I'm like, ah, this is the shit right here. This is what I love. <laughs> and I love that we like see him get his costume, but it's not like expressed. Like that's him. Like it's like a blink and you miss it when Jen gets her suit. 
Yes. Taylor, like, he makes that brief appearance there, but you don't know who that is. And then all of a sudden, well, there he is. He's, you know, he's fucking up his job. Also, street-level suit makers. Let's fucking go. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Like, um, I know for a fact it was said from the writers of the show they weren't allowed to change the appearance of Daredevil's costume. Like that was ha- that had to be set in stone. That's how it had to look, and that's just a recolored version of his solo TV show suit. I liked that. Yeah, um, I, do I love Jen's costume. I love how suit. it's not. I do like the color scheme on this one. It does look really good in in the light. Um, I like that Jen's suit isn't what she wears in the comic books because that that suit that she wears is very sexualized and very revealing. And I love that it's not in the show. Yeah, I love that it's more it's not utilitarian. Necessary. Not as sexualized. Well, <laughs> the one she wears in the books, Grace, is like a very low no, V-neck. And... I know, but to say she's not sexualized in what she ends up in now is... Well, right. Yeah, no, that's, that's, no, that's fair. That's fair. But like, I like how it's not she's like... She's still got massive tits. In her face. Like, <laughs> yeah, she Hulk... didn't proportion her the way they did. Oh, yeah, but like, it's not her like... Her sex it's appeal in the show really is just ridiculous. <laughs> I love the color scheme. Her hair. I will say on top of that, some of the CGI in the show did look horrendous. Uh, give the effects artist uh, more time because because that break. ain't it. That ain't it. Like when she holds up Daredevil and he's like, wait a second, Jen, and he takes off his mask. That looked probably like the worst effect I've ever seen in a Marvel product to date. Like, give these motherfuckers some room and air and a bonus and a vacation. Like, Jesus, y'all can afford it. <laughs> for real. Stets for real. I feel bad for the people stuff. at ILM and shit. Yeah, it's 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 just miserable there. And I think I think with the shows they're doing and how fast they're pumping them out. I was at a point where I was like, yeah, give me Marvel and Star Wars every second of the day. And now I'm kind of like, hey, y'all need to chill the fuck out. Like maybe do like do your four movies a year, but have like two shows or something because this it's just not it. I don't feel like they're nailing the formula like they thought they would. Um, And that's a heavy critique among a lot of people. But at the same time, I feel like like like, come on, you got to do something else. Yeah. I'm exhausted. <laughs> Wakanda Forever comes out in less than a month. Oh. I'm excited to see that movie. Oh, I'm super excited. Hi, Stetson. You want to say hi? Stetson! Can he can't that? hear me. No, he's he's very sleepy. Like I said, 30-minute power nap, champ. Two hour, Could be two hours, could be 30 minutes. Doesn't Doesn't know what it'll be. No in between. <laughs> so, uh, also, I do have this on my letterbox. I did not call that Can out. I guess where you have it? Um, if you didn't look, then yes. I did not look because, uh, to be fair, I don't – it really doesn't bother me where you put it. Yeah, this um, is literally all just it, – I'm like, not going to give, like, an exact number. I'm going to give a range. I think you have it in the mid-20s. Correct. Of everything we've covered. Correct. 
Um, I'll start at 20, Spider-Man 3. Again, that's just fun, and that's the bar. That's the fun bar. Then I have The Incredible Hulk or right below that, then Deadpool 2, then She-Hulk, which is right above the Wolverine. That's fair. Yeah, it's not it's not overtly bad positioning. It's just No, that's 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 solid enough. Like that's where I have like the other Thor movies. Yeah. So like we're alternating there. So I think I think it's fair. If you put She-Hulk and Love and Thunder together, you have it at number 1 ultimately. So No, I have She-Hulk at number 1. Uh, Th- Love and Thunder can stay where it's at for me. That that's at my number 1. So like I'm saying, it's it's kind of fair. Yeah. Oddly enough, So that's but, uh, all I got. I don't know. That's all I got. Grace? No, I, yeah. That's all I got. All right. Kaylee? Kaylee? Nope. Um, <laughs> I'm good. Sorry, I got a kid crawling all over me. Oh, no, that's fair. You got to be a mom. So. Yeah, he doesn't want his daddy. Daddy, stop. Daddy, stop is right. I just want my kid to tell you he loves me. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> she she had to have a talk with him yesterday that's like stop being mean to daddy and he comes home and gives me a hug he's like stetson be Aww. mean to daddy and i'm like uh-huh yeah you are <laughs> <laughs> but uh so all right so yeah looking forward to wakanda forever i do i again women in the mcu that's gonna have a huge main cast of women in the mcu of course a new female black panther which is awesome. It's dope. Um, yeah. I'm just looking to see where the future goes, honestly. And also, uh, one small critique I do feel like, um, that I do feel like uh, Marvel's doing with some of these female characters is I get that like some of them are comic book characters. But again, it's like, uh, for example, oh, there's a Hulk, but let's also introduce like a, then this isn't pertaining just to She-Hulk as well. This can be applied across the board. But it's like, oh, we're using the Hulk, but now we have a female version of the Hulk, and I don't feel like they're doing enough to like differentiate them. And I feel like a lot of audiences, incels or not, are like critiquing that quite substantially. Like, oh, there's a Hawkeye, there's a female Hawkeye, which is in the fucking comics, people. But at the same time, you know, I can't wait. Pick up a book and read it. Yeah, like fucking hell, like Clint. And Kate exist simultaneously. Like, just play the Avengers video game. That's there. Like, you know, like, just, just read just the book. Do Don't it. have to play the Avengers game. It's fine. You you play this the story mode for the Avengers game. It's really good. Kamala Khan was introduced to me through that video game. I know. So, I'm just giving that game a shot. It's such a good game. Like the single player. Not not anything else. Don't play anything else. <laughs> it's akin to Guardians of the Galaxy in some aspects, in my opinion. That's fair. But, uh, all right. Let's, uh, if we're all good, we can wrap this up. We can pitch to tomorrow's episode because this is coming out on a Sunday. And then, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. This will come out Sunday. So when you're listening to this, it'll be Sunday. Uh, and then tomorrow we're going to have Daredevil Season 1, Part 1. Uh, we'll be covering episodes one through six, and uh, I, as of this recording, I haven't finished it yet. I'm only halfway through that halfway mark. I haven't even started, so to be fair, it's, it's fine. I forgot I they're sleep. like fifty minutes a piece. At least the first one was fifty minutes. 
Yeah. Um, I don't like the Netflix formula of they're all episodes. about an hour. Yeah. Yeah, but I th- I also think uh, thirteen episodes is better than twenty two. But for some reason, Shield's a more of a breeze for me. Well, Agents of Shield, to be fair, has like probably some of the best formulated TV that I've seen in a long time. Um, I think the MCU could learn a lot. You know, looking back at one of their probably the best show they've ever had. So they should do it. Yeah. But yeah. Thank you guys uh, so much for listening to this special Phase Zero episode. We uh, talked about She-Hulk, and I am very much looking... I, personally, am very much looking forward to the repeat episode of this where we cover everything else in detail. Um, Tomorrow's Daredevil. This is a repeat studio... Yeah, repeat studios podcast. Uh, You can follow us at underscore repeat studios. You can follow the MCU account at MCU on repeat. You can follow Ty's and Kaylee's Star Wars podcast at WTE Pod, where they look at the road to Phantom Menace. I don't, I don't think you guys have released any episodes recently, right? It hasn't gotten any updates. No, it's been a rough year. No. Been a rough year. I understand. I get it. Um, but yeah, you can follow them there. They uh, working their way up to the Phantom Menace. Uh, you can follow me at the Blaine ninety six everywhere. You can follow Ty at. Steelbook Dom. And then if the ladies would like to plug their socials, they can, but I'm not going to force anybody to do anything they don't want to do. Kaylee? I'm, I mean, you can follow me um, at Blind Flim Flam. <laughs> don't ask what it means. Just look it up. It's a Scooby Doo ref- reference, right? Is it a, a Scooby Doo reference? Flim? There was a character called Flim Flam. No, in the, in the I older... honestly, I don't know. I started hitting like a lot of like what is the synonym of this word and then so on and so on and i forget what it even means if we're being honest well the dude was a little shyster so he was a he was a he was a con con kid he was he wasn't a con man he was a con kid he con kid people out of stuff it was really funny stetson has hijacked her headphones so it's (laughs) yeah so i have no idea what you're saying let's i'll be honest oh that's fair oh no that's fair uh but yeah um Grace is silent. Do you want to say goodbye to everybody? Oh, I was going to say, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Grace. I think it's an underscore, Sergot. Um, if it's not an underscore, it's just a dash, but I am not. I couldn't tell you which it is. I think so. it's an underscore. I think it's an underscore, but I don't know. Okay. I didn't oh, yeah, even you know you were there. the same Grace as that, like at, at, like at all, like when Blaine was like, yeah, I'm doing that's- that's me. <laughs> yeah, because I think you followed the MCU account, and I'm like, who's this Grace person? And then it's he was me. like, yeah, I'm doing a podcast with Grace. And I was like, wait a minute. There's a Grace that followed us. Who's? Yeah, that's, his, that's yeah, the that's one. That's me. Hi. <laughs> Hello. I'm lurking. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that is it for this episode. We will see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.